So let's start yeah. with, uh, first off, actually, before we get into the NFL, anything you have tonight? Because we have some tennis, we have the Australian Open, we have some college hoops, some games that haven't tipped off, a couple in the NBA. Any action for you tonight, or are you holding off for the NFL this weekend? Uh, no, I've got a couple, and a lot of the college basketball is already behind me. Uh, but, of course, you know, the, the best thing about the Australian Open for, for live shows like what you guys have is they're waking up when you guys are doing the nightly show. So I do have a couple of uh, a couple of tickets over there. I've got Lucrezia Stefanini, which sounds like a made-up Italian name, but is, in fact, a real person. Uh, she is playing Tatiana Maria. She's plus 135. That match starts in, like, half an hour, so you've got plenty of time to go get it in. Uh, she is a, a decent all-around player. Maria a little bit older. She turns 36 this year, kind of a legacy invite. Uh, she is more of a grass player, and the Australian Open is on hard court. So I think Stefanini has kind of a, a court advantage there and a uh, is just in better form, generally speaking, coming into the match tonight. That's uh, that's the one that I like a lot tonight. And then, uh, of course, plus 135 odds. Can't, can't sneeze at that. No, cannot. Let's talk about the NFL, Chase, because – you, as we know, you go and do all your work and do your prep while the show is on. So you've probably heard us vacillating about who's the the livest underdog in this divisional round. Uh, who do you think it is? Probably Dallas. Um, I don't. I don't think the Jags are live at all. Like I, I just. I think. I mean that that number says backdoor cover is a, is a distinct possibility. But, I mean, if not for the latter 30 minutes of this past weekend's game, like, they were going to be a total blowout footnote. And then, I mean, if, if you change out Staley for a coach who knows, like, basic stuff about how to run out the clock and play with a lead, the Jags are nowhere near the divisional round. So, I think Kansas City is going to smash them. Um, I, I think maybe they make a big run late in the fourth quarter and, and get inside the number, but that's a total Kansas City spot for me. I, I think Dallas is probably the team, at least at this point in the week, that I'm willing to take a shot with for a money line upset because of the way the number's moving, because of the way the defense shows up against Tampa. And it is kind of hard, I want to be fair, it's kind of hard to know to correctly or fairly grade the defense because Tampa's offense has been a mess all year. Dallas's defense has looked as bad as it's been all year over the past month. So it, it, you don't want to read too much into a one game situation, but it does feel like this Dallas San Francisco game to me is going to be low scoring gritty. Uh, so I like Dallas plus the points. I'm taking a shot with them on the money line, and I have the under. Those are the only bets I've placed so far. Yeah, I love all those as well, man. And I know it was a big weekend for overs going 5-1 and one in the wild card round, but you look at a total, going back really quickly to that Jacksonville-Kansas City game, uh, as you mentioned, you like the Chiefs in that spot, but 53, that's a high total. And I know it's those two offenses and those two defenses, but what do you do with a total like that coming off a weekend where obviously the public had their way, I'm guessing, if the overs would go 5-1. and one. I'm sure not everybody's running out the bet unders. Well, I think you start by asking, why is the number where it is? Is it like sort of playing the meta game, which is a lot of what I like to do. I like to read into the number, look at the context of the number and all those kinds of things. Is it high because we just had a weekend where there were a bunch of overs, and so everybody's now looking to bet overs, and it's a little bit of insulation against that trend? Is it high because we know what Kansas City's offense can do? Is it high because we just saw Jacksonville rip off you know, a game-changing amount of points in, in about 25 minutes? Uh, is it some combination of all those things? I think personally, 
I would still be comfortable going after the over because even if Jacksonville is completely out of the game, you know that they're probably going to be comfortable playing from behind, throwing a bunch of garbage yards up there, throwing a bunch of garbage points up there. Kansas City's going to continue to score. And I don't really trust Jacksonville's defense against Kansas City's offense. So I think for me, it's a correlated outcome situation looking at the Kansas City point spread and then the over in that game, even though the total is so high. What does the Bengals line plus four and a half tell you about what Vegas thinks is going to happen? Because we were postulating that it probably has something to do with that they have a very decimated offensive line. I think it's, I mean, I thought the, the Ravens Bengals number last week was the most, most interesting number on the board. And I thought there was so much subtext to it. I think you could say a similar thing about the Bengals bills line this week. Uh, I, I think there are a lot of people who you know, and maybe this is maybe a more square talking point, but I think there are a lot of people that look back at where that game was a couple of weeks ago when it ended and said, hey, we think Cincinnati was going to win that game. So I like taking the points with them. Uh, for me, I look at that number, and, and I know just Cincinnati's been automatic money for so many betters for a long time, like a pretty good sample size. I think going back to November or December of the 2021 season, Cincinnati is something like 19-5 and five against the spread over that period. So people are just lining up to hammer the Bengals. You know you're going to get hammered. It's the same thing I said last week. You know you're going to get hammered if you lay a soft line. And they go ahead and give the Bengals three and a half, four, four and a half points. That's exactly what we've seen at BetMGM. Before I came on the show, I got in our numbers and I looked at the early ticket returns, the early handle returns for what we've seen at our sports book. And it's like 70, 75% Bengals betters in that market. So they are comfortable giving the Bengals more than three points, four points, four and a half points. And yet the number continues to go toward Buffalo. For me, I think that's a sign that Buffalo early in the week, I feel like I lean toward that direction of this game. Mm Mm-hmm. We're talking right now with Chase Kitty on the GetMyPhoenix.com. You could check him out on the Lion Jets podcast, which is presented by BetMGM. Chase, uh, I feel like the next move is going to be the most telling move because I'm looking at the Giants right now, seven and a half point dogs. That's where they open. Then we saw some sevens. Now we're back to seven and a half. I feel like if we get to eight, Eagles are the side. If we get back down to seven, six and a half, which I don't think we get to, maybe the Giants are. But how would you handicap this game? I don't know that the Giants are live at plus 260, but do you think they could keep it close? Do I think they could keep it close? Uh, I, I don't know yet is, is the honest answer. I have, this is the game I have the least feel for. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, like, again, early in the week, maybe we get 72 hours from now and I have a strong inkling, but just the way the Eagles ended the season, I reportedly Jalen hurts is healthy. Now reportedly like, you know, they firmed up some of the, the health concerns along the line of scrimmage. And so if you have a fully, you know, healthy Eagles Death Star, like, sure, I'm pretty comfortable laying Eagles seven and a half in that situation. But we're starting to see that the Giants have a lot more confidence putting the game in Daniel Jones's hand, his rushing ability, uh, his ability to make fewer mistakes than previous years. I think coaching there has been huge. Seven and the hook is obviously a big difference from seven or six and a half. So it, it's, it's a lot there to kind of process. And I think the tricky part for me, why I'm having a tough time with it early on this week, is you kind of have to guess at which Eagles team you're going to get. Are you getting that mid-October, early November Eagles team? Because if you're getting that, 
you're feeling pretty confident. But if you are getting the Eagles team that's come into the playoffs, even if it's, you know, even if it's kind of tilted that way, but it's in between the two, like this could be a real game. It's a divisional game. It's the third time they're playing this year. So I would not be surprised if we have a competitive game, but I just, I, I don't have a feel for it yet. Which I know we don't have actual numbers yet in terms of player props, Chase. But who are you looking to target based on matchup here and across all games? Across all games. Um, maybe maybe just like unders across the board in the 49ers-Dallas game. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's kind of a cop-out. I just really feel like that game is going to be a slugfest. Uh, they, they played in the playoffs last year, uh, and we saw like a low-scoring game. And I think the defenses on both teams are much better this year than they were last year. I think both offenses and both quarterbacks are going to be limited. Um, So I think we're looking at a game, low stats, lots of field goals, not a lot of touchdowns. How about this? How about this for your prop question? I'm thinking Brett Maher over field goals. Total, Total market fade, right? Total market fade. Don't overreact to what you just saw. And I think you're going to see an offense that gets stymied a lot in field goal range, and he kicks a couple. Do you like really quickly before Ryan has one? Uh, just I was thinking Zeke against this defensive line, Zeke rushing yard unders. Yeah, I mean I like Zeke unders. Um, I, I had a friend I was playing Borderlands last night while I was watching the game with uh, some college friends, and he told me he had this long parlay, and I was, and uh, the. Zeke over rushing prop was in there. I was like, that's the only one I don't like, man. And that's the one that killed him. He hit every other leg because it's not just a matchup thing. Pollard is getting more and more work. So not only do you have to bet on Zeke getting the work, but you have to bet that he then does a lot with it. So yeah, I would say that's a, that's a good under. Uh, Chase in 30 seconds or less, any futures that you've placed on uh, any markets, Super Bowl MVP or anything or Super Bowl uh, futures or no? I think the last one I had was Josh Allen winning MVP, and that was that was a while ago. I think that was a conversation that I had with you and Nick. Yeah, and it was it was just like the number was right, the path was there. I don't think we're going to get there now, but I did so well on the playoff props. Like I had Seattle to make the playoffs at like ten to one. I had Dallas at like three to one. That was really early on, so I, I, I kind of just laid out of the future spot because I was already in, on, in such a good position overall. Thanks so much, man. One last time. Who are we betting in tennis tonight? Not that I'm doing it right now and forgot what you said, but I may be doing it right now and forgot what you said. The Aussie Open right there on the tab screen at BetMGM. Who do we like tonight? Lucrezia Stefanini plus 135. I got another one that I don't have uh, written down. I'll send you that on DM. Let's do it, Lucrezia, and let's do it, Chase. Thanks so much, man. Enjoy the games this weekend. I'll be in your DMs. All right, see you guys.